Hey guys, Trey Llewellyn here for episode number four on Commerce Kings. Welcome. We have Sean Lindem on the call, which is going to be amazing, by the way, because obviously we have video and audio, which makes it super cool. But also, I want to talk, I want to pull some things out of Lindem where he was able to sell, like, how many was it? Like 20,000 hats? Yeah, around 22,000. 22,000 hats, and not just any hat. It was the Make America Great Again hat, which is the Trump hat, which before he was elected, they, they totally... And what's interesting is because no one thought that Trump was going to be winning, and, but, the, but he had a lot of supporters, right? So this is pre, pre, pre-election. And you had the idea like, okay, do we sell Hillary hats or do we sell Trump hats? So, uh, so anyways, welcome, Linem. We're going we're gonna to rock and roll and see how you're able to do it, what it looked like, and what made it happen, and then... Uh, we're going to go from there. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited, I'm excited that you're here, be, to be frank. So I, I love this story because there's so much to it. And uh, Lionel and I, I mean, we just got our, our official Facebook. You've been <laughs> five years. Uh, I think it was like yesterday. So I was like, perfect timing for to bring you on as a podcast. But uh, it's amazing like what both Lionel and I have been through over the last five years where you know, Lionel was teaching me stuff. I taught him stuff. And together we've created this really cool bond. And to see like him go out and do a, a funnel was really, really awesome. But not only that, but like all the stuff he learned along the way, like there was, there was positive stuff and there was some not so positive stuff. So let's just kind of break into it and um, tell, tell the story of, you know, it wasn't just you, it was, it was a, you had a partner and I'm going to let you kind of talk. So how did it all kind of come together? Um, kind of came together by, uh, the guy that was your first podcast, uh, participant, James Friel. Um, we were just wanting to put a a funnel together. We didn't really know what to sell. And, you know, we all know our rule number one is sell what's already selling, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, we don't want to guess if it's going to sell. We want to know that people already want it and then we're going to go sell that. So we started doing some research on Amazon and, um, the, uh, the red MAGA hat was, you know, three, three different distributors were in the top 200 on Amazon. Wow. So we knew that people were buying it. Um, and then James had a, a guy that could, uh, drop ship the hats for us. So we kind of had the, the fulfillment side, you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. And really this was just, uh, kind of just started out as, something cool to do, something that, you know, Friel and I wanted to do, you know, together, uh, get into, you know, do more e-com because the majority of the funnels that, you know, been worked on the last couple of years have either been lead generation or selling, you know, education. So yeah. this was the first time that, you know, I got into a physical product uh, funnel and definitely learned a lot along the way. So once we had the idea, we did our homework, we knew that people were already buying them. Um, we knew the free plus, you know, shipping model and we were able to get the hats, um, cheap enough as to where we could actually do a a real free plus shipping model. So the funnel took, you know, we kept it insanely simple. Like we did not try to describe, describe simple. I mean, simple. So we just took the ClickFunnels templated free plus shipping, um, swapped out the image, swapped out the headline, you know, went to Amazon, looked at the bullet points that people were using for the hats, just pretty much swiped and deployed um, the bullet points, and then 
just did a free plus shipping. And really all we had to, to sell were the hats. So we knew okay. right off the bat, like we went to Amazon and we, we saw that, you know, with the hats, people bought these other things. Um, the problem with the most of those other things was they weren't easily, you weren't able to easily ship them in the same package. So we okay. decided upon uh, stickers as being an order bump, and um, we just—it was all hats and stickers. Like that was the whole, you know, hats funnel. and stickers. Hats and stickers because right. the stickers were, you know, very cheap. But they could—if somebody ordered a hat and stickers, they can all go in the same package. Like everybody was like, "Hey, I want yard signs. I want this. I want that," and the shipping of it. Just, you know, we didn't want to get into that type of uh, situation. So were you, were you shipping the hats or were you arbitraging them? Uh, we were arbitraging them. So the guy that was drop shipping them, we'd get 5000 a time landed into Oklahoma City. And then they were doing all the stuff through ShipStation and uh, Stamps.com. So our thing was just to, to sell them and then they shipped them. Okay. So you did. So what, so give me a description of your order form. So you had your order form up. It was the made, made, uh, make it a great again hat. And then were, was it just like buy one of them or did you allow them to buy two or three? Yeah. So since we only had hats and stickers to sell, we didn't give them the order quantity option on the front because that was our uh, OTO upsell. Uh -huh. So you could buy one hat and two stickers and then the upsell was two hats and three stickers for $19.95. So we sold the hat for $7.95. Okay. Um, free plus shipping. So the shipping was $7.95. The stickers, there were two stickers for $3.95. And we had a 50% take rate on the – actually, 52% take rate. And the stickers were costing us a nickel apiece. And okay. we were selling two stickers for $3.95. And didn't cost any an additional shipping because they didn't weigh anything. Yeah. So, um, so we had a really good take rate. Now, don't get me wrong. We didn't start out with uh, the stickers as the order bump. We had the hat and then two hats and three stickers as the upsell. And then mm. I was like, all right, well, we only have stickers. Might as well put them on the order bump. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, it was a 52% take rate, which – you know, upped our cart value by $2 immediately and did not affect the OTL. So they wanted a bunch of these things or they didn't. Yeah. So you're, so you were only selling, like when I went to your order form, you could only buy one hat and then some stickers as an order bump, or I could buy yep. like three hats and some stickers. No. So again, um, we didn't do the quantity on the front and because if we would exhausted their order on the front, we didn't know we didn't have anything else to sell them on the upsell. So why didn't you why didn't you want to exhaust them on the front? Um, I guess we could have tested that to see if we could just exhaust them up on the front and up the card value. Um, I don't know, maybe because I'm addicted to upsells. I, I mean, <laughs> that's like the only thing I could possibly tell you as to why we didn't you know split test the two. All right, <clears throat> all right, that's cool. Can you give me water, Jared? It's over there. So, okay. So you had the seven ninety five a hat. So I can only buy one hat for seven ninety five, and then the sticker for three ninety five, which is a fifty percent take. What was? What were they selling? What were they selling the hats for on Amazon? Like, why'd you choose? Thank you. Why'd you choose seven ninety five? Um, because we were able to get the hats for 
um, you know, I think they were a dollar thirty-five, you know, landed, and then we had uh, two dollars and thirty-five cents in shipping. Okay. And then the cost to acquire customers on Facebook really depended on the day. It started out really, really well, like gangbusters. You know, we started on a fifty-dollar a day budget, and the first day we we sold like three hundred and twenty-five dollars worth. Whoa. Of. Uh, physical products. So we were rocking and rolling in the beginning. And then here's a lesson learned. Um, at the end of June, we got our Stripe account uh, placed on hold because Stripe said that, you know, we were infringing on trademarks, which we had already done our homework. I'm, I'm, uh, I'd say I'm too old to do illegal stuff, but, you know, I, I don't got time for that. Right. So, you know, we did our homework and he did have a trademark for political purposes, meaning no other politician could use that slogan, but he didn't have a trademark for merchandise. So anybody could sell the stuff. It was just free game. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you went to Amazon, you couldn't have got a hat less than uh, 16, $16.95. You couldn't have got a hat for less you, than that. You're totally cutting these people in half. And yeah, we just cut them, cut them in half and the, the free plus shipping. Where we got the $7.95, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but just the free plus shipping, we wanted the, the shipping to be kind of believable. Cause you know how people are, they're like, it's free plus shipping, but it's not free. And it's like, yeah, yeah. well the post office doesn't work for free. Right. So, <laughs> you know, we're working for free. The post office isn't, and that's how you just kind of, you know, quiet that down. So when the merchant account got, uh, turned off, we had to turn off all the ads and then we went to, you know, battle with Stripe for like two weeks and, um, then it was another two week review. So in the meantime, you know, we started looking at our chat box uh, data and a lot of people were asking for uh, PayPal because they did not trust a non secured, even though you could say it's secured, people were like, Oh, you, you just say that. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so people were asking um, just due to trust issues as to whether or not they could, you know, order with PayPal. So we hurried up and, um, opened a Braintree account that has a really slick PayPal integration. And now they had the options to pay for a card or do a one click sign in that also, you know, carried out through the, uh, the OTOs. So that mm. was pretty nice. And we did see, uh, it was like maybe two to 3% uh, increase by giving them a more secure option. But it, I don't know if it was worth it because we had a little more customer support on people having problems with the, uh, you know, the PayPal or it not logging them in or something like that. Cause you know, most people are ordering stuff from their phone. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, another thing that we did prior to the funnel was we put up a fan page and did a light campaign. And um, we got a lot of data on our demographics of who the actual Trump supporters were. Mm -hmm. So when we started running our ads, um, it was mainly to older people like above 50 and how we had did you find that data. Like, how'd you know that that's who it was? Because the, uh, the light campaign was giving us the data telling us that the, oh, the, age, of the, yeah, the age of the people were older and 50% were male, 50% were female. And if you'd have told me that 50% were female, I, I wouldn't have, uh, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have believed you, but the data is what it is. Right. So I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with the data. So when we started selling it, um, Half of our buyers were men, half were, were women, which also blew me away 
Yeah. And um, the way we positioned it on the thing, we knew the women weren't going to wear the hat. So we positioned it in a way that it would make a great gift. And okay. the women were buying it for somebody else. So at the end of the day, half of our buyers are men, half of our buyers are women. And again, I would have never, never believed it, but that's why you got to know your data and make decisions, you know, accordingly and don't assume that you know it all. So you're, rock, so you're rocking this. So the first day you do 375, $325 in the first day you spent 50 bucks. Like when you saw that, when you uploaded those numbers, were you just like, oh my gosh, we're going to be freaking millionaires? <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, was, it was really cool. Like, you know, in doing all these funnels and, you know, working with my clients and they all have, you know, six and seven figure funnels. Um, a new funnel in the first sale is always the most exciting. Like, yes. I don't care what it is. It's like, you know, that, that new funnel, getting a sale and being profitable on day one. Yeah, it was, you know, we were popping champagne, even though uh, we only sold $300 worth of physical products. Well, you did it with 50 bucks. Yeah, it was crazy. We did it, you know, to our fans. And then the Mm -hmm. fans, we just totally siphoned. We just did a light campaign and said, um, ready for a new president, question mark, you know, like our page. And we were, you know, we got 70,000 likes for 1,100 bucks. And yeah, and then we had all the data that we needed, um, you know, for the ads. So so why did you do Trump and not, uh, not Hillary? Because he had three of the top 200 selling items on people were just buying that stuff up. I mean, they were, um, you know, and not to not to get into like political, but even like I live in Pennsylvania and I'd be traveling the turnpike and stuff. And, you know, whether who they are voting for, the, the Trump people definitely had their signs out and, mm-hmm. you know, they were buying stuff. Right. And that's all I care about. I don't care who the politician is or what party or your politics, when you're trying to sell something and you're putting your money on the line, all I care about is whether or not they're going to buy it. Yeah. And those people were buying. Well, what I think, what I think is really cool is you built a company, not only around an upcoming president that we didn't even know was going to happen, but yet you like realistically, you were a very, very small part in his winning. And if you look at like everybody that, took your site and was like, holy smokes, this is an opportunity that I should jump on. Like his spending dollars, but then to add on everyone else, like all the marketers out there spending dollars to put stuff, because they're seeing that too, right? Like you were, like I heard there was coins, there was hats, there was all kinds of memorabilia that was going out that these guys were marketing and, and pushing tons of ad spend to that Trump never touched. And yet yeah. it worked in his favor. It worked in his favor that he mistakenly did not trademark merchandise. <laughs> Or did it? I mean, he did win. Yeah, but I'm just saying he had all that help because all of his stuff was free game to sell to, you know, his supporters. And we just saw an opportunity. The data looked good. You know, the people were actually buying. And, you know, that's what we wanted to get in the way of. Um, Not try again to use our personal, you know, beliefs or preferences. It's, you know, what are people buying? And as long as they're buying it, let's try to, you know, sell it to them. Yeah. You know, in this case, yes. Did we have a cheaper product than Amazon? Absolutely. Um, did we have, you know, really good, you know, Facebook uh, marketing and a good offer? 
Absolutely. But if the people we knew if the people were buying it at 25 and 16, oh. then, you know, they're going to scoop up um, the eight, you know, the, the $8 free plus shipping. And then, you know, the upsell and the upsell converted around 34%. So we did 795 on the order form. 395, which we then bumped to 495, um, and our conversion ratio went down like 2%. So it did, you know, they didn't really care. Yeah. It wasn't that much difference, you know, and then we did the upsell, which was 1995, and that was a 34% take rate. And then um, these people were just wanting to give you money. We, we were just focusing on the cart. Like, that's our whole focus, which, yeah, which was great, but it was like, you know, kind of hurt us in the grand scheme of things because we didn't know what else to do with them. Right. So, <laughs> so what, yeah. So what was your average carts on this stuff? So it started out at around 14 and we were able to get it up to around $20 and 80 cents. And how much, how much were you paying for uh, Facebook conversions? Um, that depended on the day. They were doing great until the strike caused us to shut down for like two to three weeks. And then when we started back up, and we didn't think he was going to win either. So we thought we just had a really short time frame and we knew we had something that could be scaled. And then we tried to like scale too fast, which kind of, you know, bit us. And, um, yeah. and we only thought there was a, a, a short time frame for, you know, this free plus shipping opportunity. So we didn't focus on the, you know, the back end at all. Mm. Um, so the, the cost to acquire, you know, started out around like, seven to eight. And I think, you know, we were killing campaigns, anything under 10. Okay. All right. And what is like, how much profit were you bringing in? Like, like what was, what were you, so you're doing $10. It cost you a dollar 95, two ninety five to ship it out. The stickers are a nickel of all things. And so that's not going to cause any more shipping. So it seems like you're making money hand over fist over here. Yeah. And then the final thing that we put in was, um, the second OTO was expedited shipping. It's like, Hey, you're going to get this in 10 to 14 business days. Okay. If you'd like it in half the time, you know, it was $3 and 86 cents or something like that. Mm. Uh, no cost to us. Right. right. Air. But we did, you know, we didn't lie. We fulfilled on our promise. So anybody that took that OTO went in the ship station with a tag and they were the first orders. That's cool. Placed, cool. Right. So if How we were at a, it was like $3.86. We made it some like arbitrary, <laughs> but looked like a real hard number. Yeah. Um, so the order, you know, the cart went from like 14 and then we added the order bump and went from like 16. Um, and then we, we got it up to around $20 with trying to keep our cost to acquire at $10 and making, you know, a couple bucks, you know, per order. And that was on the front end. So on the back end, there were some things that, you know, happened that cut into our profit margins. You know, when you're making a couple dollars per order, um, any little thing, you know, is actually a big difference. Like, you know, we got quoted of landing the hats for, you know, $1.15. It ended up being um, $1.35. You think 20 cents, like that's not 20 cents is nothing. Like you'd walk by that on the street. But you yeah. multiply that over 20,000 hats and there's $4,000 that you thought you had that now you don't have. 
makes a big difference, right? Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, that, like when we do when we do all the stuff uh, with you know our critiques or hacks or you know whatever we're doing, um, you know I always I always scale out a little bit to make sure people see like the value because if you only do like a hundred conversions, it's really hard. Like it is nickels and dimes. It is, it is not totally. much, right? You're like oh like who cares about that? But when you scale it out to ten thousand orders or even in your case twenty two thousand orders, uh, that's four grand. Yeah, that's yeah. You're talking twenty cents is not real money. Thousands of dollars is real money. It is real money. There's, I mean, there's a case where uh, you know we do this exercise all the time in the mastermind where we look at an order form and we look at it's converting at click to order. It's at let's say three and a half percent, and let's just say we increase it to four and a half. So a whopping one percent, whoop de whoop de dang do. But over a hundred thousand clicks which comes in to be like 10,000 orders or something like that, that 1% uh, equates to in between forty dollars to $60,000 in lost revenue because of the 3% to 4% gain. That's how it's like with that type of car value. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's kind of like hitting a golf ball. And when it comes off the, the tee, it's, it doesn't seem like, it's off a line. It is a little, and then the farther out that it goes, the more yeah. offline that it, it gets. Yeah. And the trajectory of it is, um, so again, it was 20 cents, but it was really like $4,400. Yeah. So tell me, so tell me, so you're getting the hats in, right? They're coming in in 5,000 bucks. So you had to make at least what five orders of those. If you sold 22,000 mm -hmm. so coming in, stickers are coming in. You're who's, who's doing your fulfillment? Somebody else. Uh, one of Friel's buddies who sells a ton of stuff on Amazon has a warehouse in Oklahoma city and guys to stuff the, you know, the envelope. So, um, they were taking care of all the fulfillment through, you know, ShipStation and stamps.com. Nice. So you and your wife weren't sitting at home stuffing envelopes with hats. No, no. You know, no. what about, what about customer service? Anybody call you? Yeah. So customer service, this was one of the monetary centers that we we just weren't focused on and weren't keeping an eye on um and we were you know paying someone uh you know fifteen dollars an hour to handle customer service that was the chat box okay uh the emails and the phone calls so they're doing so you had one person handling all of that yes all right at 15 bucks an hour yes how many hours were they working a week See, we weren't, we weren't paying attention, right? Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> another thing that, again, over time, so $15 an hour, if they're working a couple extra hours, you know, a week or a day, not real money. Over the span of three months, it was, beyond, it was definitely at least double what, um, what, again, we thought it was. What right? do you think it was? Uh, I don't know, like three to four grand and ended up being like six to seven. Same with the person doing the Facebook ads, they're getting paid hourly. So, and no one's telling them not to spend or only spend certain hours. So they're, you know, spending a lot of hours and getting paid and we just weren't paying attention to it because we were so focused on things like card value, uh, fulfillment and you know, what else can we, you know, do to, what else can we do? Um, or what else can we sell these people? So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you got to keep your eye on the whole business and all the numbers. 
Um, and, you know, cause we thought we were making a lot more money than we were. And then when you add in everything, you know, all the software costs, uh, your people costs, you know, refunds, it's like, mm. when you looked at everything, then things were not as, um, cool as they were seeming on the, the front end. Yeah. 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 So, so you're making 20 bucks. So <clears throat> one of the biggest things that we, uh, do with our funnels is we implant a 15%. Uh, basically what that, what that includes is overhead and refunds. So that covers us. And so we know when we're, when we're spending on a CPA per basis, like cost per acquisition. And I say, you know, the, the real stats would show maybe like tw- we can afford 20 bucks. But then when you add that 15% in, you're looking at maybe like 16 or 17, which hurts, but you won't fall short because you're not going to get hicked up by a, a refund avalanche or overhead such as, you know, a customer yeah. service issue. And it, it was an overhead issue with us. It was not refunds. Our refunds were below 2%. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's an $8 hat. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's free shipping. Or, it, yeah, shipping. It cost free. It was free. We sold so- we sold 22,000 hats. We had one guy say that the hat didn't fit his head. Right. And then, you know, but more, we got actually more calls to order like, Hey, how can I buy 10? How can I buy 20? Mm. And we did, you know, I don't like your hat or it's too big for my head. That's amazing. Yeah. The re the refunds were crazy low. So what did you, what did you find when you said you started looking at the chat bot? Like what was, why, why are we looking in there? I'm looking at the chat. I'm looking at, you know, customer service to see where the problems are, right? You know, I'm looking for customer feedback on how we can improve. Yeah. Just like the PayPal thing. Like, hey, this looks cool, looks legit, but I don't feel comfortable. Because, and all of our people were 50 and above. This might have been the first funnel that they ever have been through, right? This is not me and you. Like, we go through people's funnels for fun. Right. And, you know, there, this is the first time. So communication was key. Like, um, thank God we had ship station and stamps sending them emails when it was shipped and mm. then emails when it was, uh, dropped off. Um, another challenge that we had customer service wise was the address, you know, verification. Cause you know, people were putting, wow. in, the wrong, putting in the wrong address that, that took, uh, some time. And even though we plugged in uh, a solution, it was costing us like a nickel, you know, per address. Um, people were still getting it, you know, g- getting some of them wrong. It's amazing how people don't know their own address when they're putting it into an order form. Well, they'll, they'll put in a four digit zip code, right. Or they'll make, you know, just misspell their street name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they're just on their phone and we're on their computer and they're just not really paying attention to, to detail knowing that everything needs to be perfect for um, the post office to recognize it. So what I, what I like about what you do is when you build these funnels or in companies, you always create like a what I did wrong uh, and what I should have fixed spreadsheets. And so how many of those have we covered so far? Uh, we've covered a couple, which is, you know, listen to feedback and looking at feedback as a positive and not a negative. Cause when we first started, I was doing the customer service cause I wanted to hear the feedback as much as I didn't want to hear the feedback. Sure. Um, before I could, you know, uh, give it to somebody else, but you know, and then customer service also tells you where in the funnel that 
Um, things may be misleading or not clear, clear and understandable. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, it's, you know, listening to the feedback. So you make the experience through the funnel, um, you know, much better. You know, another thing is, you know, people try to look at like lifetime customer value and that's an extremely hard metric to figure out it. So it's, it's the number one metric is that card value. Yes. I mean, that's the number one metric because, um, you know, you want to know that your money's coming back, like anything that goes out, you know, obviously knowing all your numbers. And I mean like all the numbers (laughs) is a much better than, you know, just focusing so much on the funnel and how much am I getting Facebook, how much are products and then how much do I have left over? But looking at the entire business and everything it takes to, fulfill and ship or refund or, Hey, we're out of 5,000 hats. You know, we need to go order another, you know, batch and get them over here as quickly, you know, quickly as possible. Um, you know, another thing people do is they, you know, they build a list and then they hope to sell something. Oh, like an email list. Yeah. Rather Mm -hmm. than selling something to build that list. Yep. You know, we had, a third of the people filled in the step one and a third of those people filled in step two. Yes. Right? So we had a 30 some percent opt-in rate and then a 12%, you know, buy rate. <clears throat> a beautiful um, thing. Yeah, it's totally. <clears throat> now, so you, got, we, you, got, you got one buyer and four opt-ins. No, we got one, three opt-ins equal to buyer. Yeah. One, so four, right? So at, for every three people that filled out step one, one filled out step oh, one two. One of the three? Okay. Yeah. So we had a third of the people land on the page filled in step one. We got their email. And then a third of the people ended up purchasing. Nice. Um, so, you built, so, what, so what was your email list then? 60,000? It's like 32. 32,000? So if you had 22,000 hats? Right, no, that, that's not right. You're right. It was, a, it was around 58. Now that I'm, yeah. So, and then how long, how long did you sell these for? Uh, till Labor Day of last year. It's like two months, three months. Uh, let's see, May, June, July, August, about four and a half months. So four, so in four months you built a 60,000 list with 20, so some buyers in it, 20,000 or so buyers. That's impressive. So you're, so you, I love, I love how you said that is, a lot of people build an email list to sell them stuff, which I feel is backwards. So I don't know how totally people backwards. Do I don't know how people do that because totally it's like backwards. you're spending so much money to invest in a list, and then you're hoping that the list is going to reap rewards. Versus building selling a, something to build it. Yeah, building something that builds that list that's paid for. So now you have realistically, you have a free someone handed you a free list of these people of sixty thousand a list of sixty thousand people for free. And what people don't have to understand is um, email is great, right? Because you own it and you can control it. Like it's the the only thing that you own and control. Yep. And your funnels. So, so, and your funnels, but you don't control the traffic to them. And I don't know, my funnels are on click funnels. I don't own click funnels, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but no, I mean, you know, you own and control it, but, to build it and then hope to sell is backwards. You have to sell something to build the, you know, to build the list. And then, yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely an asset that, um, if you do it correctly, can be built with buyers because really that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. I don't care how many people are on anybody's list. I, I really, 
I care how many buyers are on the list. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I love, so what was your plan? So what was your plan after you had the hats gone? Like what was the next stage? Uh, we didn't have a plan. So you're just, so you're basically looking at a revenue standpoint of an opportunity saying, Hey, here's, here's, here's an opportunity for us to sell these hats, make some revenue. And then let's figure something else to do once we make the list. Yeah. So in this particular funnel, we got so addicted to that front end yeah. that we didn't put our eye on the whole picture and we didn't put our eye on the back end. Cause we we're just like, Oh, we'll just go, 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 go. And then we'll figure it out later. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So that was the strategy. And, um, you know, and then when the, the Facebook, you know, I guess it got saturated cause then the Facebook stuff just started getting us to where it just wasn't make sense. And we were, you know, struggling to break even. Um, and we, we sent them a couple other things in the back end, like t-shirts, you know, and things like that, but nothing rocked like that free plus shipping. Right. Offer. Right. That's me. Yeah. Cause you try to, then you try to send an email to, I remember the story now, you try to send an email for a t-shirt or something and then you're using Confusionsoft. We were using Confusionsoft. They, 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 they like locked you guys up or something. Yeah. So people, when they're filling out step one, they didn't know that they were opted into Confusionsoft, right? <laughs> so, and at the time, and I don't know if it's still like this, but with ClickFunnels two-step form and Infusion, there was just a lot of, you know, things going on. So like these people just like never got emailed. So uh, when we did a broadcast, they totally forgot about us, never knew how they got opted in, you know, and then we got too many uh, complaints and then had to, you know, just kind of like, you know, get that working as to when they opted in and didn't buy, you know, we sent them a couple uh, return path emails. Mm-hmm. They converted around like three to 4%, but uh, it was again, three to 4% that you wouldn't have had if you didn't send the emails and they knew that you had their emails. So they wouldn't complain, you know, yeah. in the future when you send them other things like t-shirts or. So these, or so they were sitting, they were sitting dormant for three to four months, maybe longer because it like you finish the funnel and then you're like, Oh, let's try to email these people. Let's try to yeah. take that and, you know, incentivize it. And so you press send and they're like, who the heck is this? Yeah. It's been four months since you tried to say hello. And now you're like a stranger danger again. And they're like, totally. oh. absolutely. Complaint. And then of course, confusion soft, you know, wants to protect their IP. And so they see all these complaints coming in. So they stop the email. Mm-hmm. So then, send, then you tell me it only sent like a quarter of the emails. You're correct. You have a good then, memory. And then boom, they, uh, they said no more sending. And you're like, we're not, we're, we're, why are we making any sales? And you try to call, call them up and they're like a huge hassle. And they're like, now you got to do a double opt-in or something. And Yeah, it's all, all the people out there like in ClickFunnels groups and, and you know, all these Facebook groups, they, they see everybody's highlight reel. You right. know, that, that's why I'm here to share some, you know, big mistakes to avoid because everybody always shares their successes and they never sure. share the behind the scenes stuff. That's that what I love the most. Yeah. They, what not to do. Yeah. That, it, no one shares the behind the scenes stuff where you just totally, you know, messed up. And right. we did, you know, we definitely did plenty of, um, we, we made plenty of mistakes. That's, that's, that's huge. That is huge. And so we had, yeah. So like, so what I want to do is I want to walk through before we go over to the VIP uh, room with the masterclass 
and discuss some pretty significant stuff, basically like your customer service issues, uh, how the Facebook agency really like almost tore your company apart. But before we go into that room, what I want to just hit on real quick is, will you run by the numbers? Because I know you, you illustrated that knowing your numbers, and I preach this every day, is know your numbers on the front and back end. Can you just kind of walk us through of how much revenue you guys generated and then the profit that was taken away from that after all the little whoopsie daisies? Yeah, so um, we, let's see, gross sales were, let's see, I think it was around, so we had Stripe and Braintree and PayPal and <laughs> it was, it was uh, an accounting uh, circus, but um, you know, we had done, it was over, you know, 220, 225,000 in gross sales. So a, almost a quarter of a million dollars. Almost, it was almost a quarter of a million bucks. In hats. Hats and stickers. That's it. I, I shouldn't say hats, plural. I should just say hat. One hat and one sticker. Created two, a quarter of a million dollars in four months. So realistically, that was a million dollar train. If we would have done things correctly and, and you know, I want people to understand like, <clears throat> you know, everybody's out there trying to learn all this stuff, right? And they're watching videos and they're watching this podcast and it's a great way to start. I mean, you definitely want to learn from people that have been there and done it successfully, mm -hmm. you know? So that's like the, the student role. And then there's um, actually getting in there and actually doing stuff, right? And that's like building out your funnels and the strategy and the traffic and, you know, all of that. And again, totally cool. But the minute that you press play and the minute that people come to your funnel, that's when you learn everything. Yeah. You know, that, that's like getting, you know, it's, I take jujitsu class now and, you know, there's people that like watch it on YouTube and they can talk the game and they watch UFC and it, like, that's all cool. Like they know the lingo, right? They get it. And then like I'm in beginner's class. So beginner's class, we do, you know, hours worth of drills and exercises and moves and everything. And then mm -hmm. after class is when we, you know, they call it rolling, but that's when you wrestle and do it real for live, like no structure, right? It's like a street fight. And that's <laughs> when all of that other stuff just like totally disappears. Yeah. Right? It's a totally different game when you're in like a real fight versus watching your stuff on a computer or building this stuff out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just encourage people to get into as many street fights as possible because that's the only real way that you're going to get, you know, good at this stuff. I think you just wanted an excuse to tell everybody that you take jujitsu. No, I, it's the only analogy that I have <laughs> is the, because I get my butt kicked, you know, twice a week <laughs> and I'm, I'm in class. Like I'm really good at class, but when we get into the live stuff, like I just like black out, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I'm in survival mode. I, I'm just like trying to get out of there. <laughs> I'm just trying to escape. That's my one move. Like get You're out of this. Black outline them. Watch out. <laughs> but when you turn that traffic on and people are inside your funnel, like that's where the real oh, man. You know, lessons are learned. And, you know, you had me on to share the, you know, the free plus shipping offer. Um, and we've done plenty of other funnels that have been successful where I have a lot less mistakes made. But in this case, you know, we, we just didn't keep the eye on right things and then have a strategy for, you know, the back end and just made some, you know, mistakes along the way, which is fine. 
you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we didn't waste any time worrying about stuff. Like we had that funnel. I built that funnel in two days and yeah. we had traffic to it in, you know, no time flat. You're, you're ready to grow. Even with your busy schedule, you made that happen. Yeah, it was, was as exciting and new, right? Like I told you, you put that new funnel up, you get your first sale. It's like, man, you know, popping champagne and, and it's, it's a lot, a lot of fun. And then, you know, um, so, you know, we've had plenty of other uh, funnels with different businesses, you know, do extremely well. Um, but I'm telling you, I knew all of the stuff, but I learned a whole lot more when that, you know, when you're selling, you know, 100 to 200 orders a day, mm -hmm. like learning a whole lot while we, you know, went through the experience than you'd ever learn from, you know, talking about it or, uh, you know, watching more training or whatever the case is. Absolutely. So you did two hundred. So you did. A, let's just gonna put a quarter million. You did a quarter million dollars. I'm sure everybody's sitting back listening to this. Like, holy smokes, I could use a quarter million dollars. Like, that would change. That would change anybody's life. A quarter of a million dollars would change uh, anyone's life. So, so after all said and done, after all uh, the dust settled, what was take home on that? Five percent. Five percent. 5% profit margin after all the dust settled. So, so I don't even know what 5% of that is. I probably should use my calculator real quick. So 5% of 250K or is 12, 12 grand. Yeah, so all of that <laughs> for 5%. Well, realistically, uh, two and a half, right? Because you had to split it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, it's uh, you know, and we all know when acquiring new customers from cold traffic, the money is on the back end. It's not on the front end. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could build up a tens of thousands of people list and tens of thousands of buyers and still have a, a profit margin, you're actually doing really good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Well, yeah, if you're profitable on your funnel and that's after, that's after the little, uh, 20 cent whoops, a daisy. And then the customer service, like that was 4k extra that you didn't expect. And then the, the Facebook guy spent a little more time on your Facebook ads than you thought. And that was an extra 4k. Couple, yep. And it's like, yeah, that's what that's, I mean. it was just like five different things that were all a couple thousand that you thought you made like 30 to 40 grand. And then, then no, you made like a third of that. Yeah. You thought you had 15% profit margins and you got five. So basically this is, this is what I love about it. And this is how I look at this stuff is you received a quarter of a million dollar education Absolutely. For free. It wasn't free. We, we spent a bunch of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got paid for that time. You got six grand right out of that. But what's cool is you built a huge database, like 60,000 people. That's 20,000 or so people that are buyers. And then it's just now, okay, how do we execute on that? And, you know, before we, before we switch over to the VIP room, one, one final thought is in that regards, like when you were building that list, was, is there anything that you would have done differently? Yeah. One communicated with them, you know, from day, from minute one, right. Gotcha. Because they're, you know, they're in there, they they're, it's all emotions and you know, it's not about your brand. So that's not like they're paying attention to that. Um, you know, it's all about the thing that they want. And another thing that I would say is, you know, a lot of these funnels, you know, do come down to the offer. 
mm-hmm. right? Like you got to have something that people want more than they want to keep their money. Yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> they got to want that more than they want to keep their eight bucks or four bucks or whatever it is. Like it does come down to the offer and having something that people want more than they want to keep their money. So we would have done a better job of, you know, communicating and staying in touch um, and kept an eye on the whole ball versus, you know, a, a piece and, you know, treated them, you know, treated them more like uh, a community versus, you know, just selling a product. Mm-hmm. And that's, so what, what a, what a learning experience. So what I want to do, what I want to do now is I want to go over to the, uh, the, the, uh, the masterclass, the VIP room. And I want to, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit more. And we're going to talk about customer, biggest customer service issues that you ran into the Facebook agency. And then one other bullet point that you didn't mention at any time in this, during the show, uh, which I appreciate. And so what we're going to do now guys is uh, go over there. So if you're, if you're not a VIP member, you need to go to mrohnit.com forward slash VIP to listen in. It's going to be amazing. It's behind the scenes of how it all went down uh, with Sean Lynham. So that's mrohnit.com forward slash VIP. Sean, thanks for uh, taking the time to be here on the Commerce Kings episode number four. And I look forward to uh, talking with you later on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Greg.